What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! We know the world has turned into a crazy place, and as always, the truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn, the mad ramblings of a Gen Xer. Oh, I want to talk about what else? Israel. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about what's going on there. I want to talk about some misconceptions about colonization of Israel. And the Palestinians and Palestine and, and everything else. And we, we talked about it before, about the history. A lot of people don't understand the history of Gaza. And, and it's a kind of short history because it's basically been about 30 years now since Israel turned over Gaza to the Palestinians. They kind of just walked out. And you have all these people like AOC and Omar and, you know, whatever, all the wacky members from the squad sitting there saying... No, Palestinians have been there forever. They have claim to this land. Israel has no claim to this land whatsoever. But if you go back and look at it biblically, biblically, can't talk, and you go back and take a look at not only what the Bible says, but just what history says, it tells a different story. Now, I got a couple clips I want to play that really kind of break down Israel, what it's about how it's been there and how the Jews have had claimed to Israel going back to centuries. And one clip, I love it because one clip's by Ben Shapiro and a lot of people are going to be like, well, it's Ben Shapiro. So you know that it's, that it's, it's right wing propaganda. Well, we're going to, we're going to play another clip by a liberal as well. And Hillary, Hillary, Hillary Clinton. I have a cold, so please, Please bear with me. So let, let's try to get to, let's go to the Ben Shapiro clip first so we, we can hear this. Here we go. Here, a little bit of history about Israel. Myth number one, Israel is historically Muslim territory. This is a pure and absolute lie. Israel is historically Jewish territory. According to the Bible and certain interpretations of contemporaneous archaeology, Joshua entered the land of Israel in 1400 BC. The kingdom of David was found around 1000 BC. The first temple of Solomon was built in approximately 957 BC. The second temple was built in approximately 515 BC. The Hasmonean dynasty was founded in 166 BC. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 BC, and the Jews exiled from Israel in 136 CE after the defeat of the Bar Kokhba revolt. The Romans, in an attempt to shame the Jews, renamed the area Palestine as an insult after the Jews' historic enemy, the Philistines. Even during the exile, there was continuous Jewish presence in the land. Islam, which is the religion of the Palestinian Arabs, was not even founded until the 7th century CE or AD. No independent Arab state has ever existed in the area known as Palestine. All right. <laughs> that that kind of breaks it down kind of simply. They're colonists. They're taking over the land. 
uh, honestly, it's funny. If you want to think about it, Israel is kind of like the Native Americans here. If anything, the land it was stolen from Israel, and Israel gave it to the Palestinians. I think it was about thirty years ago they pulled out. Of, they pulled out of. Uh, they pulled out of Gaza. Now you're like, well, that's Ben Shapiro. That that is that. That's a right wing nut. Oh, okay. What does? What, well, let's find out what Bill Maher has to say. Can, can we find out what Bill Maher has to say? Colonizers. Okay, this is. Again, this has become like on the, in, the, in the media, coloni- we just call the Israelis colon. It's not a colonizing. No. But, okay, colonizer is when one country that was, had nothing to do with another country, like the British or the Dutch in South Africa, marched in with an army and took over a place that they had no connection to. Israel has quite a connection to Israel. Jews are the... Uh, yes, if you... Uh... Yes, most people, so many people commenting about this seem to have just started their understanding of it from five minutes ago. Uh, the Jews are the Native Americans of this piece of land. Yes, if you did land. a land acknowledgement okay. like we do in this country, where right. I'm standing on yes. ground that was, yes. I'm standing on ground that 3,000 years ago was King David's capital of Jerusalem. It's important, that, who do they, who do, does Hamas and many Palestinian sympathetic people, who do they refer to as settlers and colonizers? It's not just the Israelis living in the disputed West Bank. It's Israelis living anywhere within the internationally recognized borders of the state of Israel. Because to them, any Jew in that territory is considered a colonizer. And this language is used to dehumanize people and to license their murder. So it's, it's really important that we understand yeah. what this, what this and, sort of and thing is. And, and if that land acknowledgement means like we honor who originally had the land, why does this work for Indians but not Jews? It's a great question. Why does it work for the Native Americans and not Jews in Israel? The acknowledgement of who had the land first. Oh, because of the fact that we have sympathy for terrorists. Some I'm not saying all people, but some people literally have sympathy for terrorists. You go on these campuses and you see these things that are going on. And it's just disgusting that they they are chanting and they and and this is on American soil. Looks like you're in Palestine, or excuse me, in in Gaza. That's what it looks like. There was a, uh, and I think this is just beyond disgusting. Israel yesterday, the, the defense ministry, released more body cam footage from the Hamas terrorists during, during, during the attack. And they released this because of the fact that there are still people out there that believe, do not believe what happened happens in these towns, in these villages. And... It, it is it is truly horrifying to watch. And because I do this show, I, I felt the need to to watch these videos. And, and like I said, this is from body cam footage from the terrorists. And they're also literally showing bodies and, and things and people in the morgue. And they were showing people and you get a little choked up about it. Um, because if you watch the video, it's unedited and you watch them murdering these people, terrorizing these people, beheading these people, you, you, at one point in time in an ambulance, a, a, a person is holding up a a decapitated baby. And then you saw these other babies that were burned to death, murdered, slaughtered in their beds. And you read the story that was that came out about the the terrorists that they captured that they interrogate the Israel interrogated and this is all on film 
they filmed it all and released it all. And he spoke about how the the people in high command in Hamas basically said, you know, you do whatever you want to do. And he said they became animals and they did things that no human should ever do to another human. And you see these people cheering and chanting this day. They're calling it the day of rage against the oppressors. No one's oppressing you at all. Your foreign aid come your aid comes from foreign governments, which Hamas steals. Your power, your electricity, your everything else comes from Israel. You are truly just terrorists. And I've said it before, and I'm not going to shy away from it. You have to bomb these people off the face of the earth. And if you don't believe this, just go watch. Try to watch. Some of these clips are only two minutes long and they're snippets. Try to watch it for the full two, two minutes and then come back and talk to me about terrorists. Someone else had someone. This someone else, very very liberal, had something to say about Hamas years ago. Can we let, let's let's pull that clip up because that's a good clip. Left Gaza. They took out all the Israelis. They turned the keys over to the Palestinian people. And what happened? Hamas took over Gaza. So instead of having a thriving economy with the kind of opportunities that the children of the Palestinians deserve, we have a terrorist haven that is getting more and more rockets shipped in from Iran. But we don't no one remembers when Hillary talked about that. Now it's about the poor people of Gaza. I'm sorry, you you allowed this to happen. You allowed Hamas to come in and take over for you and make your decisions. I, I and and I love it because you have people like you you, you got to love you got to you have to love AOC because her stupidity is always on full display. She's saying that um, right now, AOC accuses Israel of committing war crimes along with Hamas. There is a difference between going out and committing terrorist acts like Hamas did on October 7th. There is there is a difference. Israel declared war. Israel declared war because they were attacked. There is no war crimes. They declared war. Let's listen let's listen to this stupidity. Because her ignorance is I mean how the how the people of New York are stupid enough to keep voting her in, I don't get. And I'm not going to sit there and have a 34-year-old who has no children, really had no job. She said she was a bartender, but most people are like, I don't remember her being a bartender. She had 34000 Before she came into office, she had $34,000 in a 401k, and it was the Hispanic Fund. And I love it because I still can't figure out because evidently her average salary was like $22,000. But somehow in five years, she accumulated over $34,000 in her 401k, which she had to disclose. How the hell is that possible? And you still live in New York. But let's listen to this moron. I think one of the things that's important to recognize about this situation is the asymmetry of what is going on. You know, she had to look up that asymmetry. Let me look that up. Let me spell. Let me spell that. It's uh, symmetry A. Now it doesn't even want to play. That's how stupid she is. <laughs> I got to dismiss that. Hold on. Let, let's get the clip up. It still doesn't want to play. My computer's re- everything's going wonky today. But let's go back. Let's go back to the asymmetry from uh, the wonderful AOC, who I can't even. Now I can't even find the clip. <laughs> I got. Oh, here I got so mad I couldn't even find it. I think one of the things that's important to recognize about this situation is the asymmetry 
of what is going on, uh, as well as the collective punishment of what is happening to the Palestinian people at this moment. Hamas has absolutely engaged in horrific attacks. And every single day, uh, there are more details um, that are released about what occurred on October 7th that shocks the human consciousness and, um, and, and shocks our conscience, our collective conscience. However, we do know as well that war crimes do not constitute and are not an appropriate response for other war crimes. Uh, First of all, you moron, it wasn't a war crime. It was a terrorist attack. So what you're telling me is what they did on 9-11 was was a war crime. You are a freaking moron. You are a moron in the halls of Congress. I can't even play the remainder of this because her stupidity just makes me sad. And people listen to her and she has all these Twitter followers and people listen to this, to her, to her garbage, to her stupidity. And, and she puts something out and they're like, Oh, look at that. That's true. No, it's not true. It's her own truth and her own distorted reality. Why don't you go back and have another, uh, you know, another crack at making sure we get some cow farts and we take care of them. Oh, I got to hear. I got to hear what Omar has to say. Hold on. Someone sent me this clip. Hold on. Let's see what Omar had to say the other day. This should be this should be interesting because she she's another moron. Hold on. Let's go. Let's go back to the. This I is- want to say. How insane and painful and scary it is. To work and serve in a space where we have a, a member in our caucus say all Muslims are responsible for this and not a single condemnation comes from oh. our caucus leadership. Oh, th- this is the one who can be an anti-Semitic, is anti-Semitic, anti-Semite, and say whatever she wants, but you can't have anyone saying anything against the Muslims because it's bad, even though they're basically, t- not all of them, but basically what the people that did this were terrorists. I'm not going to listen to her because she's just as stupid as well. And we're going to call this Stupid Wednesday Tuesday because I can't deal with the moron bunch anymore. I uh, On a lighter note, I like uh, <clears throat> horror movies. I, I like things such as that. I, I like, or, you know, and <clears throat> there's books called uh, Weird New Jersey and Weird Pennsylvania where they have all these weird facts and, you know, scary places that you go to. And um, there used, in New Jersey, there was a place called the Skillman Mental Asi- Mental Institute or Asylum um, that I actually, you know, went and investigated with some people years ago, which was a lot of fun. So I'm always into that stuff. So one of the things I really like is urban legends. And with Halloween coming up, I was trying to figure out, and I tried to do a little research on urban urban legends that turned out to be true. And and some of them are kind of staggering, if you think about it. Because the first one I thought of was, uh, you know, is is that thing you always worry about, especially late at night, that you're going to go sit down on the toilet and something's going to come out of the toilet bowl. Something's going to come out from underneath you. You know, it's, it's kind of that nightmare on Elm Street where she takes the bath and the hand comes out between her legs. So you always worry about that. And that's always been an urban legend that an alligator baby who was flushed down the toilet is going to come back up like the movie Alligator, Alligator or Crocodiles. And they're going to come back up through the sewer. And you always think, ah, this is this couldn't happen. This this isn't this isn't this isn't anything. Well, it turns out you talk to some plumbers and some other people. 
that that it's true <laughs> that at times, especially in New York and in some other cities, that rodents and other sea creatures have come up through the piping and into people's toilets because they're evidently they're attracted to sewage lines, rats and uh, other other aquatic animals. Uh, cause it, and it's due, be, it's due because of the undigested feud and the feces. So yes, rats and other things have actually come up. There was one story that really got me that an aquatic rodent bit the butt of a female victim in St. Petersburg, Virginia. And, and then there was another one where this was a common issue back in Seattle that it was common enough that the public officials had to give advice on what to do or what to do if you encounter an animal coming up through your toilet lines. I thought that I thought that was just I thought that was just nuts. I thought that was crazy. Um the other another legend that I I, I was uh, I was thinking about and like I said some of these are regional legends. So um it, it it's kind of uh it's kind of it's kind of weird that uh that you hear some of these stories one is no face a uh, charlie no face now you got to think about this imagine you're out imagine you're outside alone in the dark you're you know you're in your neighborhood then you hear footsteps behind you and the suddenly you look around and there's a man there that has a misshapen face or or, or no face so what's the first thing you're going to do you you're going to you're going to run and hide now the reason I'm bringing up this story is there there was a story about Charlie No Face in Pennsylvania, and this was an actual man. His name was Ray Robinson, and he had no uh, this he he was he was no figment of anyone's imagination. This is true. He was born in eighteen excuse me 1910, and he was disfigured with the, of the results of an electrical accident at the age of eight. Uh, he accidentally touched live wires and, and it, you know, really kind of just screwed him up and distorted his face. Now, what he liked to do is he liked to take strolls in the dark and he would often walk a path around, uh, it was, it's a uh, route three. Uh, what was it? What route is it? Uh, route three fifty one in Beaver County, Pennsylvania. Now he was just, he was just taking walks, but he liked doing it at night because of his, his, his deformity. But the problem is what people saw him in the dead of the night, Walking down the street by himself, you know, they all of a sudden thought he was the boogeyman, and he actually passed away in 1985. But again, it's another story. It's another urban legend, which turned out to be a hundred percent true. And then there's the if you go and like I said, this is more of the East Coast because I am from the East Coast. There's the legend of the Bunny Man. Now, if you lived in Virginia around the 19, I guess well, it was about the 1970s. Uh, you ha- you heard the you you had to hear the story about the bunny man. Now, what the tale tells told was it's about an escaped mental patient, and and what happens is he he took up gutting bunnies, and hanging them from a bridge underpass. And it was later said that the man had graduated to gutting and hanging teens, teenagers, in a similar manner. Now, locals were cautioned at that point in time to never be caught near an underpass at night. Cause most people knew that the bunny man, it was also called the bunny man bridge, especially on Halloween Eve. You, you shouldn't, you should not do that. But the problem is this actually came from a true story in the 1970s. Uh, a couple reported seeing a man dressed in a white bunny suit 
and he began yelling at them on their uh, that they were on private property. And to punctuate his point and to really make his point, he threw a hatchet at them, and, and, and it went through their windshield, shattering it. And then there was a second sighting of the Bunny Man two weeks after that when a security guard spotted a hatchet a guy wielded an axe chipping away at a porch rail. Now, the, the cops tried to catch him, but they never did. Now, he never disemboweled anybody. He never hung any bunnies up. He never he never done any of that stuff. But it's funny how that that legend turned turned out to be 100% true. And, and I, I, I get I get creeped out by a little I get creeped out by that a little bit. Um, so <laughs> and it's called the Bunny Man. I love Charlie No Face too. Oh my God! Also, one one story that turned out. Whoops, we're we're gonna hold. On, I gotta pause for a second here. Sorry, the mic froze up there. Uh, one of the other legends that that turned out to be true was the Dog Boy. Now, this is a legend out of Arkansas. Was it Arkansas? Yeah. Um, it's where a werewolf-like dogman was roaming a town. The town was called Quick Quitman. And, and most people thought it was merely, uh, you know, merely, merely a tall tale. But in 1954, a kid named Gerald Bennis was born. Now, the rumors around the town was that he was he was that he was cruel and sadistic, that he was just a bad kid, and that he liked to capture strange, stray animals, and and do experiments on them. Now, his 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 legend or his cruelty only grew as he got older. Uh, and he will start to become. Uh, and he was abusive to his age his, to his parents. Then in 1981, his father was found dead in their home. And um, you know, of course, who's the who's the who's the first person who's the first person you're going to look at? Uh, and because they, they said he was found dead was uh, surrounded in mystery. And the, but the newspaper said it was an illness, but many of the town's guys people believed it was murder. So Bettis then kept his mother basically imprisoned in the house until the protective services came and placed her in protective custody. Now, his mother testified against him in court, and he went to prison where he died in the 1980s. But people say that his spirit still haunts the house where he grew up and where his father died. And in many versions of the legend, his ghost walks on all fours in a, in a, like a shaggy dog. While others, he says he appears in a, as a towering man wearing a brown jacket and a bow tie. Now, this, this evidently is like a real, real spooky thing happening in this town in Arkansas that a lot of people don't even just don't even want to talk about it. And and I I think it's crazy. And I think it's crazy that the you know you you go back to where I you know when I lived in Jersey, you had the Jersey Devil. You know the Jersey Devil's born the bastard son back in the eighteen hundreds of of some woman, and, and it, it was it was you know it was just one of those legends that freaked you out. Especially if you went through the Pine Barrens, you would hear the wings ruffling in the air as it flew overhead. Now they never they never really came out and found anything about the Jersey Devil, but I always thought that was interesting as well. I have to say this, people, because you know it, because it's that time again. The truth shall always set you free. Glad everyone was able to hang out and hang in. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn, the Mad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. And I'm out.